This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Anne Nicholson Weber, and my guests are playwright Terrell Alvin McCraney and artistic director of Steppenwolf Martha Levy, who I've asked to join me to talk about, first of all, uh, Terrell's uh, soon-to-open play, Head of Passes, which was commissioned by Steppenwolf, Mm -hmm. and more broadly, the ongoing relationship between Steppenwolf and Terrell and even more broadly than that, what it means to have some kind of a home as a playwright. So um, I think a good place to start, Terrell, might be how your relationship with Steppenwolf began. That's interesting, and also probably better answered by Martha, because I actually, I recollect this less than you than than you do, I think. Oh, because it was more important to me than it was to you. No, <laughs> no, no. I think just because I was a kid and like I was, <laughs> I was in a daze and I kind of just woke up out of it two years ago. Fantastic. Terrell <laughs> was in a production as an actor um, in our in in our garage at Tina Landa, with whom he's currently working on mm. Head of Passes, and collaborated many times, including on Brother Sister Plays, which we produced here. He was had just finished his. Um, BFA in acting from DePaul University. Tina was um, creating a devised piece called Theatrical Essays, and she hired Terrell. We were all very excited about him when we saw him perform. And then Terrell was swiftly off to get his MFA in playwriting from Yale University. And that part I remember. Yeah. So that, that's <laughs> what I remember. And then um, T- I knew that Terrell and Tina were working together. In fact, Tina and I went to see... Uh, the Brothers' Size at Under the Radar at the Public Theater a number of years ago. And as Charles said, that's the production that kind of went straight from his time at Yale mm. to that festival. And we both just were very excited about it. <sighs> and then Tina, I, what, what, how did you guys first start working as director, writer? Well, we were going, we started, um, the public wanted to have a reading of In the Red and Brown Water, mm. which is the second play in the Brother Sister plays. And I asked Tina to come in, um, to read it, to see if she would like it, because um, a lot of the things that we had done in theatrical essay, essays dealing with viewpoints and sort of just open space uh, ensemble as storyteller um, was what the play needed. And so I've asked her to read it, and she was like, I love it. And so she came in to do the reading of it, and while she was there, I just sort of went, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I do that your name's kind of written all over. You want to just read it? And she said, yeah. So that that really was how we started working as playwright and director. But before then, um, I just really admired the way in which she worked in the room and the way in which, you know, Tina has this ability to make an ensemble mm-hmm. um, just love each other and love the story that they're telling. So um, it's exciting to work with her in that way. So that's how it really all got started. And then I dragged her down to Atlanta to do In the Red and Brown Water there. And that's, and she told me about that. And then when we were season planning, I believe it was, I, I don't know how much longer after that, asking her what she wanted to do. And I said, well, what about doing something by Terrell? What about the wa- red and brown water? And she said, yes. And then she said, well, what if I did the trilogy? Mm. Mm. And I said, okay, let me, let me go back and figure out what that would mean. Because in a subscription series, it's a lot doing of a two part evening. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what does that mean? Yeah. And I got together with my colleagues who are, you know, admirably game, and we figured out a way to do it. And it was just so successful with our ensemble and with uh, our audiences. Thrilling. Mm. And, I, and, and it was at that point that actually Tracy Lett said, 
we need to ask Terrell into the ensemble. And what does it mean to you when you when you invite someone in? What what's the difference? Suppose you hadn't done that. What would be different in your relationship with Terrell? Yeah, I you know I don't mean to invoke you know too much mysticism around the ensemble, but it is uncanny. I do think there is something um, particular that descends on relationships when we recognize each other as fellow ensemble members. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, I, I, I remember it acutely from my coming into the ensemble. I just witnessed the way that the fellow feeling that happened among people. And it's it, it's a weird thing. It's like you don't have to particularly do anything. Um, what, what, I mean, I think the mysterious thing about it is when someone is an ensemble member, then they're, they're just, you know, this cliche, I suppose, to invoke the language of family. But it is. That's, mm. that's, there's that feeling like, all right, here we are. Is there, is there an explicit commitment that the ensemble, new ensemble member makes to the company or the other way around? And, you know, the, we, the, the ensemble has struggled o- over the years with this question of ought there be, um, an obligation. In other words, must you perform or contribute to a season mm-hmm. X number of times, you know, over a period of five years or something? And there have been tension points along the history of the company where it's because some people will needfully, because of their other lives, family, whatever, work, have to be away from the company for a while. But the resolution has always been that the contract wants to be very loose. So mm-hmm. we as the theater ask you to prioritize us in your plans and you will and we will prioritize you. Oh, you and know. that, yeah. Well, so Terrell, when this happened, so you had done, you had had an ongoing relationship with Tina that went back almost to your college days. Mm-hmm. Um, 2004. Right. And then had um, invited her to read your work and then had she had directed several of your plays. And we've kind of skipped over how you became went from being an actor to a playwright, but let's put that aside for now. <laughs> okay. Um, I put it aside as well. <laughs> so you had the experience of doing these uh, of doing the brother sister plays here, and then I don't know how how long after that was the invitation to join the company. It was during while the you run. were here, the yeah. ensemble. Uh huh. So and I remember that precisely. We sat down in the downstairs lobby, so Trilogy, and I asked him to be a member of the ensemble, and he went, "Okay." <laughs> he just walked, kind of walked away. You wanted a little bit more of like this is a big deal. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't that it. Two things you have to understand about me. If I, if it were a problem, you would have known. Yeah. And the things that are, were welcoming about it, I started instantly thinking about, okay, well, now that I'm an ensemble member after, I mean, the moment she asked, I said, mm-hmm. now that I'm an ensemble member, I have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. That was, so that is the way I think. It's like, so when she said it, it wasn't like I shrugged it off. It was like, okay, now I've got to figure out, you know, you immediately went to the responsibility, the yeah. obligation. That's how I work. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. what does that mean? What is what? Are, what am I going to do? How am I going to push to uh, push myself as an artist in this in this forum? And also, the brother sister plays here is it was a. I mean, we had done the brother sister plays elsewhere. Not to take that away from Steppenwolf, but we had done mm-hmm. sort of the trilogy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but the response in this community, I must say, is overwhelming. I mean, I went to the ballet the other day, and there were like four people who came up to me and, and said, oh, my God, I love you. Now, I thought they were doing what people in New York do all the time, which is 
um, mistake me for Jamar Roberts, who is uh, uh, the lead dancer in Alvin Ailey, yeah. right? But they were like, no, we know who you are. You're Terrell McCraney. You did the brother-sister plays. It was this and that. And I'm thinking, that was what, three years ago? Four years yeah. ago? Yeah, 2010. Yeah. And they, they like know who I am and they know the work and it meant a lot to them and they can't wait for her to passes and, you know. Playwrights aren't used to being kind of recognizable celebrities in general anyway. Yeah, so it that, happened that to me is on pretty the, extraordinary. It happened to me on the L the other day. Somebody, mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, and people from all walks of life. So, again, I, I, you kind of knew when we were doing the Brother Sister Plays here, something was happening. And that, Remember, Charles, you also said, because we do post-show conversations mm-hmm. after all of the mm-hmm. the performances, and you, you said, you remarked on the audience, we're like, wow, they're... That their listening was acute and that their response was complex. Yeah. Hmm. That, that it was, yeah, they were ready for the conversation. Like, I'd never seen anything like it. And we, you know, we do post shows after every show. And I think that's one of the things that, again, just made me understand that we were, the invitation was a little different. That's all. So that we you were just using was Steppenwolf. Yeah. You as, well, as Steppenwolf. They were a little different and they were inviting my difference into that we. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, and and my response to that has been and still is, you know, um, to be responsible for it, to be a keeper of the flame in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, go back. To, you said something that the production of Brother Sister plays here felt different. You'd done mm-hmm. it before. There was something different. And so far you've said the audience was different. Was that the main difference or was there something else about that production? Well, that's what I mean. The audience, I shouldn't say the audience was different, but the community sort of reciprocal conversation was different. Mm-hmm. The fact that people are still sort of having conversations about it and wanted to have that conversation with the artists. Normally audiences kind of go <laughs> and walk away feeling whatever they feel and discussing amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas this sort of circular communication. Um, I feel like a lot of people who come to our theater to co- who come to Steppenwolf feel like they own a piece of it. Mm-hmm. So they own stock in it. So mm-hmm. they, they have no qualms asking directly um, or co- um, conversing directly or saying things like, I didn't like that. And I want to understand this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And in a way that you so it throw it makes you step back. But it is also where I am deeply intimate with the theater and that discourse with the audience. I've always been the kind of person who is um, deeply active or trying to be active uh, with the community and what community we're bringing in and what community we are maintaining and mm-hmm. how are we maintaining that conversation with the community. So that was just different. Yeah. Automatically. I understood it to be different automatically and it, and it was felt. So. And, and what does that give you as a writer? Uh, pause. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, no, it gives you as a, the problem is I don't think of myself as an, a writer most of the time. That's when, so people what do you like, think of yourself as an artist broad. Just like, well, cause, cause at some mornings I get up, I mean, if you get up in the morning and I start listening to a song, I'm like, well, I want to choreograph a ballet to this song and it would go like this and then it would look like this. And then I go, Oh no, wait, 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 this should be a movie or no, this should be, uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. I, I go run the gamut of what my talents can sort of do in the day. Now, some of them I've never choreographed a ballet in my life. Still, that doesn't stop me every day from like listening to a song and thinking about a ballet that should be set to it. So, um, Sometimes I think about directing pieces. Sometimes I think about, you know, acting in pieces. Hmm. So well, my brain is never sort of just on writing. I mean, writing takes the most focused energy. So therefore, 
I have to kind of shove the other things aside. And do you imagine though that you'll go there? I mean, to to either let's say creating a movie or creating a ballet or yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I mean, some small work that no one will ever see or hear of again. But sure, it never. It doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. Absolutely. I mean, I have, I didn't, I don't like to direct, but the times that I am, I find a project and I go, Oh, I have to direct this. The Antony and Cleopatra, for example, I have to put that up. That's something, there's something in me that says I need to see this through. Um, so, you know, those, those sort of ebbs and flows come up and down. But the thing about Steppenwolf is that I, I think, um, it allows me space to do that. It allows me space to say, you know, I am a writer, but, you know, I could also direct here, or I also mm-hmm. could be in a play here, or I also could just go in the garage and tinker around with some things. Um, dance. Lots of good precedents for that that here. No, I know, Martha. <laughs> Tracy, etc. Um you have ongoing relationships at least with the Royal Shakespeare Company, RSC, mm-hmm. where you are an associate artist. Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned um, you've got a, a home, or I don't know what it is, a vacation home at New Dramatist as an artist in residence. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't call it a vacation and, <laughs> but thanks. I wish. <laughs> and one more company, D Projects in Miami. So you mm-hmm. have ongoing relationships with four institutions. Mm, and the Public Theater in New York and Southern Rep and yeah, and, <laughs> and so those theaters. aren't codified, but they you view them as equally sure crucial. Mm-hmm. So so what I think that's maybe the m- most interesting thing to me having the two of you in the room together is what is the nature of an ongoing relationship between a theater and a a playwright? What does what does that give you that just having your plays produced any old where doesn't? And what limitations does it impose? And I wonder if a way to get at that is, is Head of Passes going to be different because Steppenwolf commissioned it? Well, Step Head of Passes could only be Head of Passes because Steppenwolf commissioned it. That's I, not obvious to me. You could have just written it. Mm, I could have, but that, <laughs> I mean, the, the way in which the process worked was was uniquely Steppenwolf in the mm-hmm. way, because when we said we wanted to do it, the workshops we did to make that happen, the way in which we sort of sat around, we sat around a table and read the book of Job. Um, Tina was already involved fr- from the ground floor. I mean, other theaters, we would have had to sort of Ouija board and find a director and then figure out what workshop systems. But this sort of, we automatic, the system was in place. We sort of just. You just plug right in. Yeah, with we sort an of idea. plugged in and went. Mm-hmm. The, the idea was, do you want to do something for the Book of Job? I said, yes, we sort of went forward. And so. So the know, Book of Job wasn't your idea that someone gave you that? No. It oh, wasn't, that's it wasn't, it wasn't my brainchild, but mm-hmm. rarely. <laughs> but as I said before, and as I, s- I say often, no idea is new. Right. The new thing you bring to it is you. So right. they asked me to bring myself to Job and I said, okay. Right. Um, which I sometimes think that I might have said, should have said no. <laughs> it's like the book of, well, we're close to opening and everybody's tired, right? No, well, is that not, what you mean? No, no, no. The book of Job's hard. It's uh-huh. like, it's hard on you. It's hard yeah. on, and it's, it, it, it requires a kind of constant look at your own life. Mm-hmm. And it is that has been difficult. Um, I'm yeah, glad you I said, live inside of it while you're writing it somehow. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad I said yes, but I didn't know. I didn't think I would need to be as strong as I have been, you and I needed to. to be really strong. Of course, that's also you, because you could have just taken that theme and 
held it at arm's length or taken it on in some less yeah. heavy way, right? Who writes like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, who writes, yeah, oh. most likely. <laughs> so where did the idea of the Book of Job come from? You know, Tina and I have been having conversations for years about things. Tina, Tina's so fantastic. Um, she, she'll have an, uh, an idea or kind of passion and she'll, there's a list of things that are just sort of in her head. They might be specific plays. They might be an idea. Like she's, she's proposed an idea for an ensemble generated piece mm. and she can see very clearly two paths that she might want to go. And, and it might start with an image for her or mm. a place. And she, Tina and I have over the years had conversations about faith and we, I mean, in a certain way, maybe it's because I was in the production of Archibald McLeish's JB, which is a riff on the Job mm. when I was in high school, of all things. But hmm. I, 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 I'm really, I, I like the conversations that I have with Tina about faith. And, um, you were talking about, oh gosh, you know, wouldn't that be something? And, and it was, but it was, it's not an idea worth pursuing without Terrell. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. found, she had to find the right, soul mm-hmm. to, to cook that with. Right. That suddenly the mar- marrying those yeah. t- t- Terrell's style and interests and that theme seemed, yeah. Well, um, going back to, so, so I think you're answering my question, Terrell, by uh, my original question, which was with this play, why, how is this play different because it's Steppenwolf? And I think I was thinking in my head, well, there's a Steppenwolf style and there's kind of an aesthetic and that would be important to somehow fit into. Um, but what you've said instead is it's particular people. I was working with Tina. We had a structure that was really useful. It's kind of very pragmatic and well, it's ensemble concrete. based. Uh-huh. I think that's the, the thing that I was trying to in my not so <laughs> intellectual and articulate way. But it's really, it really was about just having the ensemble and infrastructure in place to know, well, here are ensemble members that want to work on this project mm. um here are here's the time span that we can sort of sketch out to do it and then let's get in the room and see how that works and i think that to me is interesting because you like i said at other places we would have had to kind of cull together from you know many places these are the artists to work with right and their timetables would have you know sort of thrown things out of whack and i mean but he isn't it also the, that there you 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 know you're in an environment where there's tremendous confidence in you and tina so if you say well we're going to come out of the what we're going to go into that first workshop with is a bunch of variations on joe mm. and what we're going to come out of it is whatever we come out of it with and nobody's anxious that mm-hmm. that might not we're not on track to hit phase yeah. b of the development process or right no, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. just complete confidence from mm-hmm. tina and Terrell. Mm-hmm. Okay, great so i don't know if you have a typical way of writing but one way is you go you sit down at your desk and you write a play and then sure. you go out into the world and hope someone wants to do it another way like carol churchill works where she's working every day, as I understand it, rewriting with the company, and I believe there's some company-generated ideas. And Even so, still? I don't know if that's She's still so true. precise. I mean, She is really precise. She's really condensed, elliptical little... Yeah, no, she's really... I mean, it's I funny because when I, was, yeah, when I was at the Royal Court, it was interesting to be uh, upstairs when she was premiering her new play, Love and Information, downstairs. Mm-hmm. That year, she wrote or produced two plays. 
And I was like, I need to get on it. She's like 70 something years right, old. Right. And I'm like, she's producing Setting two plays pace, a year. Right. And, I'm, and I'm only doing two a year, but I'm like 32. So I need right. to get on it. But she also has earned the breadth of time that she can get. I don't necessarily have that. People sort of put me on a sort of short leash and sort of go, go. Whereas what Martha's saying is very true about the whole Job experience. There was never a sort of, no one was calling me for, for a deadline. Mm-hmm. No one was calling me going, you know, have you made those changes yet? That's just not how it was. Whereas at other theaters, that is not the case. People want changes and have notes and we have copious uh, <laughs> note sessions about the same things. And, uh-huh. you know, we go over and over again. And not that that's a bad thing, but it's just different. Well, so so I guess what I when I brought in Carol Churchill, I was only trying to illustrate the other end of the spectrum of how a playwright can work. What I'm try- I guess what I'm trying to establish is that when I come into the room, uh, here at Steppenwolf especially, it, there is no feeling of Terrell just the playwright. Mm-hmm. It's Terrell Ensemble member who also does other things. So I, when I speak to Tina, I may say, oh, do you know if we could do that lighting here? And I'm not a lighting designer and I'm not a director, but I'm saying this to her in a way that's generous and open and we're talking uh-huh. about it. Just like I sent a message to Martha the other day specifically outlining how I think we should work with new writers. And I sort of said, Martha, I'm talking to you as an ensemble member, not not as so you know, not trying to get in the way of what you're doing or what you what you think artistic development is. Right. But just sharing ideas. Um and take them or not. And Martha was like, Yeah, I'm I'm interested in hearing. I'm not I may not listen to all of them, but She'll listen to all of them. Well, she may not act on all well, of them. Well she'll right? hear them. Too. <laughs> Whatever happened to that email? What what do we mm-hmm. need to do to follow up on that? I think we did. We're doing most of it. No. Okay. Okay. Go back <laughs> so she did listen. <laughs> she just yeah. didn't remember. No, no, no. Well, there's a lot going on. <laughs> right. So, so in this particular instance, yeah. you uh, referred kind of generally to the process, which was you agreed you would come in with something, and I didn't totally understand what it was. You would come into the first rehearsal or the first workshop with Well, what? We, we literally walked into the first workshop which is probably not the word to call it discussion mm-hmm. with a, with a bunch of actors, um, some of whom were ensemble members and Tina and myself. And we read the book of Job and various permutations of that theme for like a week. And you hadn't written a word at that no, point. I hadn't okay. written a word. I didn't okay. know. All we knew is that Job was going to be a woman Okay. and probably black. Okay. That's it. So we sort of sat around the table and read what, read Job and what we thought of Job and, um, so it's kind of book club to start. It, it was and a fascinating one, a very, very fascinating uh-huh. one. Um, and then I said, I'm full. I got it. Uh-huh. I'm good. And I, and no one asked me what that it was. No one asked me anything. They sort of just were like, okay, Terrell's got it. And I walked away and I, for how long? Must have been about six months, seven months. And then what happened? I sent in a draft. So you did start with a complete written draft. It's not, there wasn't anything yet to devise. You mean let's in say rehearsal? in rehearsal. Yeah. 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 Oh, once we got well, to rehearsal, yeah. I but then we did another reading, reading slash workshop. Mm-hmm. Once once Terrell had sent a script. Man, I don't know if you made modifications between that and the first rehearsal. Small ones, yeah. Yeah. And then you've then since you've been here, you and Tina have gone over after you began to see it in the rehearsal room and made cuts. Cuts, changes, yeah. alterations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but and that that to me is what I call tailoring. That yeah. would happen. That right. happens Any, every rehearsal. Yeah. Sure. Um, for me, anyway. Right. I, I like to get in and make sure things fit actors well. Yeah. Well, okay, so there are two things I want to 
keep track of to go back to. Sorry. And, and one, no, no. <laughs> we one, can go on like this all day. <laughs> well, I know. It's really fun for me to sit in the room while you do it. Um, one is this idea of what I, I have a tagline for, authoring an audience, which is something that Steppenwolf and Martha have done, it mm. seems like. And that has turned out to be very important to you, it sounds like, in your experience of coming to Steppenwolf. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I'm interested in. The other thing I'd be interested to talk about is just some contrast about, um, for instance, working in London with RSC. Um, you know, how did you work differently there and what was the effect on you as an artist to work in that different way and with those different kind of artists? So take your pick. What's authoring the audience mean? Martha. It's authoring the audience. That's your phrase, honey. Well, what what I'm thinking of, and it's it's not my phrase. It's actually Anna Devere Smith's um, phrase. Oh, good. She was talking about it with uh, respect to that production of uh, Raisin in the Sun that um, Sean Combs did. Mm -hmm. And but she was really impressed by the producer creating an audience for that show. The right finding the right audience mm -hmm. for that show. The, the only thing, the only reason I would object is the word authoring gives a kind of. Um, agency to me or to Stepwolf that I don't mm. think is fair to the audience. Because the audience finds you. Do, no, no, no. I think we very, very assiduously court an audience, mm -hmm. trying to understand where this work lives for the, the degenerative artist and then try to seed the, uh, the, along the run experiences that will enhance it. For instance, we did, we did brother sister plays. For instance, on Saturday or Sunday, you could see both parts. So we would create events between hmm. that were just had some, sometimes pretty dead on, sometimes rather a bleak relationship to the either the subject matter or the ethos on stage. Remember the guy, when Patrick Tr Johnson came and did Sweet Tea, which mm -hmm. is about young black men in the South mm -hmm. and how that lived in that environment. So that there was a... I don't know if it's cultivating an audience or, or, or encouraging an audience to share a sensibility and mm -hmm. to, um, to, to, so I don't know, because I think in a certain way to have an audience to whom the play speaks with a great deal of poignancy or who are open to the play, I, I, I it has a kind of umbrella effect on the whole experience, you know, whether they participate in post-show conversations or whether you just create a kind of cloud of empathy around a production. Mm -hmm. Right, um, right. That I think is really meaningful. Yeah. I had that experience because I've never, Ingmar Bergman's films have never spoken to me that easily. And then mm -hmm. I read a really wonderful book of interviews of him. And I went to the next experience of his film differently because mm -hmm. I was kind of, it was like going to a friend's <laughs> production. I was on his side. I was inside. I was an ally before I went. And I think that's an example yeah, of the kind of thing you're talking about. Yeah, we try to opportunities to engage with the work, whether it's access to the artists or just just a, a way to be with the production that feels um, warmer than simply walking in and buying your ticket. Right. And the result of that, I'm gathering, is something that Terrell felt that was very concrete in the theater, in the moment of the play. It's not just that there's this that they're learning more and taking more home, but something different in the transaction of the production right. happens. Yeah, and I think that's important that, that ha there feels like a, a give and a take yeah. in right. it. And I think that is probably the difference with working with uh, the RSC for me or other or other entities. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that I am a very I am a sort of oblique artist 
in those in those forms. And I sort of come to the table and say, this is what I have. And they go, OK. And they try to program it within to what into their system. And sometimes, you know, the audience, you know, reacts to it in the way that you you said that mm-hmm. they they're they're going to see a friend's piece and they're on the side trying to see what that friend is after. Mm-hmm. More oftentimes than not, it's sort of a much more cold experience that if the play doesn't work on them then it you know sort of shuts down and i think you know it is just the difference in producing and that's and that's okay we have to have those forms to um challenge the work the work needs to be able to Mm, reach across the threshold and in many facets i just can't always be in front of my good friends at Steppenwolf. right (laughs) right it has to ultimately speak for itself yeah yeah well we can um some other time maybe talk a little more about some of these other amazing experiences you've had and including your time in in london which i'm fascinated by but this time we'll say uh goodbye and thank you so much for joining me to talk about your process with steppenwolf and um your upcoming uh, world premiere of Head of Passes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Mm -hmm.